0: Uh, my apologies for the F-bombs F- in that one. I kind of forgot that was a explicit song. But nonetheless, uh, g- good evening um, our, to our listeners. It is Tuesday, October 9th. I don't know why I almost wanted to say the 8th there, but it is the 9th. Um, and it's a Tuesday, and we're going up on a Tuesday. I'm joined with Parker Houck. How are we doing, Park?
1: Good, good. Solid tunes, Nick. Besides the little, that's all right.
0: That was a yeah, good That's my fault. All the time. I think I might be able to go back and like bleep out those sections. I, I I haven't really messed with this app a lot, but I think I think you can do some editing. Might have to, but nonetheless, uh, we're going up on a Tuesday.
1: Yeah, Yankees might be going down on a
0: Tuesday, unfortunately. <laughs> Possibly, but uh, just to fill the viewers in, so far we've uh, obviously the Yankees Red Sox are playing t- right now. This um, is a big game for the Yankees because if they lose. They'll be watching the rest of the uh, playoffs at home. Um, so it's zero zero, uh, top one, two out. CC versus uh, Percello. Sorry, excuse me, I forgot who was pitching for them. Um, I I I got some I got confidence in CC when it comes to uh, elimination games. For some reason, uh, I just feel like the dude is going to come through. But uh, just a little background from this week, we had some eliminations. Um, some eliminations already happened. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, Houston eliminated Cleveland yesterday in Cleveland, eleven to three. Trevor Bauer uh, took the loss in that one. Uh, Indians just looked real bad all series. They really didn't have a game where you just were like, "Wow, they look they look you know decent." I mean, they just they booted around all over the field. Uh, couldn't really hit the ball, which has pretty much been their uh, their story, I guess, the second half of the season. I would say they really didn't do much offensively even with the addition of Josh Donaldson.
1: Uh, um, really struggled the entire
0: yeah. series. Yeah, they said he was uh, – I think he was one for something. I don't even know if he got a hit like, that series.
1: I, I know. Last time I checked, he was like 0 for
0: 7. Yeah, I I think he ended up with no what? hits. I think he ended up with no hits. Um, obviously, Frankie played. He was a stud all series, but that one player is not going to beat the – Houston a They I got a lineup one through nine is going to kill you every night. Um, the Dodgers closed out their series against the Braves. Uh, Shout-out Braves for at least taking one game uh, from that series. Um, Dodgers look real good right now. And then, like I said, uh, Yankees and Red Sox are on right now. Yankees lost last night 16-1 uh, behind some powerful offense from the Red Sox. Um, but, yeah, that's where we stand right now. Uh, it's looking pretty good uh, for uh, a rematch with uh, Houston and uh, L.A., but I think it could it's going to be – yeah, I, I think it's going to be Houston, LA again. Um, I would like to see Boston though get in. Um, I wouldn't.
1: I think it's going to be Houston and the
0: Brew Crew. Um, yeah, the, that's the other team I forgot about is uh, Milwaukee. They're they're playing hot right now too. But um, I just wonder if you know their all these other teams' experience is going to catch up to the uh, the Brew crew, But they're definitely playing hot, um, hotter than a lot of teams in this uh, in this in these two divisions. Um, But, Parker, what – can you explain to us what happened last night in Yankee Stadium?
1: Well, it was a chain of reaction of – like chain reaction down the line. Uh, Early on, Severino's pitch count got up, and a lot of people assumed that after the third, Boone was going to pull him and we're going to go to our super deep bullpen. Not the case. He kept him in for the fourth, and that's when everything just started to go downhill, and we know as baseball players – even though...
0: Former baseball players.
1: Former baseball
0: players. No, We're <laughs> baseball players for life, man. But uh, as we both know,
1: it's just kind of like an energy, a mood that you have as a team that as soon as something goes downhill for one guy and then into the next, it just it's a chain reaction. And that's pretty much what it was like the entire game. Brock Holt got his first cycle, uh, the first cycle ever in the postseason. by pretty much no-name got, by the way, isn't even in the lineup tonight.
0: They rest. Uh, got to rest him. Smart. Yeah,
1: I'm, it's understandable considering CC's lefty. Left left.
0: <clears throat> yeah, matchups. You got to play matchups.
1: <clears throat> you're not going to put him in the lineup thinking that he's going to hit for the cycle again tonight, anyways. Obviously, so.
0: yeah. I mean, just e- even though he's not in the lineup, there's probably a situation down the road where they can get a pinch hit. He's going to be the first guy off the bench. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I I like. It's interesting though, Parker. I know we talked about it before. The way these managers manage a game, maybe a game like tonight for the Yankees, you know, you're you're managing a game to stay alive. Like you have to win to move on, obviously. <clears throat> and for the Red Sox, I mean, you can either play it safe, you know, rest some guys, or you can just go for the kill tonight. Uh, which I think is really interesting in baseball because uh, because it's because these first series are game fives. I mean, there's not you know they're not seven game series just to start off the bat. Which I don't know about you, Parker, but I like the five game series to start off the the, the postseason. I don't know about you, but that's what I I like them a lot. Yeah, I don't really have a strong opinion about it. I mean, because I mean, if you look at it from like a a pitcher standpoint, you know, you're saving guys' arms later on in the series. If it does only go five instead of seven, you know, a five game series is different than a seven game series because you're not playing, obviously, as many games. So, Pitching wise, <clears throat> oh excuse me, <clears throat> sorry, your numbers look better, but yeah. it's really, it's really, it really is not a big debate. I just think it's interesting that baseball is a five game opening series and not a seven. But um, it could be the fact that they all played a hundred and sixty two game season, and I thought that ball was gone.
1: Huh. Wait, Kinsler, dude, I think your TV is ahead of mine.
0: Oh, oops. Did that, Sorry. Did that, just,
1: did that just end the
0: inning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm watching
1: on my laptop and now it just froze. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> at least we got out of it. But, yeah.
0: I, 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 I should have spoiled I, it for you. I should say it was a bomb.
1: Yeah. Got me crap my pants down here. Oh, nice catch, Guardy. Good catch. I just now saw it.
0: Good for you. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Park, that's really all I have for baseball. I mean... Nothing's really jumped out of me, obviously yet. I, I, to me, it's, it's it's kind of boring right now. Uh, I'm waiting for the the Red Sox and uh, Yankees series to just heat up in like a moment where we got pitchers throwing 90 mile hour, you know, cheddar at somebody. Uh, maybe a couple fights. Um, not a whole lot of comp- not a whole lot of competitive series at this point, but obviously you'll have that with teams just who squeaked in with their wild card games. You know, they're not going to be you know the best series, is, but. Uh, The Rockies got bounced early. I don't know if anybody was shocked about that, but I wasn't. Um, But I don't know, not a whole whole lot going on. Uh, Maybe the Yankees will extend those series tonight. Uh, We'll see for sure um, when that game uh, gets over with. But we have a couple MLB um, topics at hand, actually, we want to bring up to you. Um, The first one is going to be handling steroid users in MLB with Hall of Fame in all that jazz. Cause it's kind of a big deal. I mean, one name pops into my head very, very, very vividly, actually a couple names. Um, his name's a rod. And the other one's named Barry Bonds. Um, you know, say what you want about both of them. You know, they were great athletes, this and that, uh, Barry, I forget how many home runs Barry Bonds ended up finishing his career with. It was a lot. Um, but, yeah, another one obviously comes to my mind is Pete Rose but his is less than a steroid user it's more of his was gambling but yeah, she
1: was Joe Jackson
0: but awesome. uh but Parker I want to get to your thoughts on that first about how do we handle steroid users and putting them in the hall of fame is that is that fair unfair or is that just you know the way of the world you know it, it happened you overcame it you had a you know a good career do we just forget about it Okay,
1: so the way I look at the Hall of Fame is it tells the story of the history of the game, whether it's basketball, football, or baseball. And I think when you start at the very beginning, the concept of baseball in America, and you tell it all the way up until the point right now where the Red Sox are playing the Yankees tonight, you cannot tell that story without involving the likes of Julius Joe Jackson, Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, A-Rod, Uh, And there's people always think of hitters who take steroids. People should understand that there were plenty of pitchers in the uh, early 2000s that were also taking steroids.
0: That ball is gone. I think you
1: should put them in to the Hall of Fame, but just put an asterisk next to their name. That way you can decipher, you can separate the guys who are allegedly clean. Yeah,
0: but uh, so – so basically you're saying they get in but you put an asterisk but so I don't know. I I I disagree with that because for one it's kind of like saying okay you can get in but you know you you, you did something wrong so but we're we're we're, we're still going to let you in even even though you you cheated but you're but now you're going to be so technically since they're in they're going to be compared to guys who are already in the hall of fame right yeah yeah, but you have the asterisk next to your name that people know, okay, well,
1: they didn't do it the right way. Like, let me, I'm guessing that you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, correct?
0: But, but that's not for steroid using. Yeah, but that's betting on, we don't even know,
1: there's no evidence that he bet against his team, but there's a potential there that he threw games, taking steroids, you're just trying to win a game. You know how much pressure these guys are under like that's why a but, lot of them take the steroids because they want to keep their job.
0: It's giving that's you an it's giving you an upper hand in the game. That's how I yeah. look at it as.
1: Yeah, and pitchers also did it. I mean it was on both sides. Oh I know,
0: I know. I'm not I'm not saying just it's all hitters. I mean I, I could go I could go down the list of pitchers, but I mean it's just one of those things where and I think that's where I think that's where we're wrong as uh you know, people who you know, writers and broadcasters who instantly go to hitters. Because, I, like, you're you right, it's not just hitters. Um, I mean, Roger Clemens is the first one that comes to my mind when I think of pitchers. A lot of
1: people don't think of this guy because he's fat and he's, like, 300 pounds. Bartolo yeah, on, yeah,
0: man. yeah. People
1: <laughs> love it because he's fat. And, like, he actually has the career numbers to where he might be able to get in. And David Ortiz was reported in, like, a 2003 report before he really popped off. And people will never talk about that.
0: I think it's one of those where, you know, the game of baseball is obviously America's pastime. And everyone's watched it. I don't know. I don't care who you are. You've you've sat down and you've watched a baseball game at some point in your life with somebody, someone that loves the game, that's been through it all. Um, And like a player like Barry Bonds, who was a guy that, you know, coming into the league and all the numbers he put up is just one of those where it was unreal. I mean – You 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 couldn't help yourself if you're a baseball lover and sit there and just drool over how many bombs that guy hit throughout his career, on steroids or not. I mean, it was just literally electric, man. Um, But a part of me is like, a part of me says that it's not right to the guys who you know took it upon themselves to do all the things right, better themselves, get better, and then the guys that had the talent to get had the talent already to be great, wanted to take a step further with their talent and use something that would enhance their game in some fathom or some in some way. Um yeah. but I mean it's gonna be a debate forever, Parker. That's that that's the thing. Yeah,
1: and you guys got you got guys in like the early nineteen hundreds and stuff, like Bay era using like amphetamines or whatever to up their performance as well. And I feel like today I've read articles about stuff that people could be taking that it's hard for the MLB to even like um, identify it when they do the testing. That pretty much does the same thing as the stairways that used to be used that are being tested for now. So I feel like athletes just keep finding a way around it.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to get that way where they're going to understand, you know, I can take this and then it's not going to show up. Yeah. But... It's a hot topic, man. It always will be. It always it's it, it, it's it's just going. It's one of those topics that it's not never going to go down. And I think you make a good point, though. Put them in and there's you know have like a separate you know area for those guys. Asterisk them, whatever you have to do. Um, but their careers were so electric that it's kind of hard to erase the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so hard to erase a past like Barry Bonds, uh, Roger Clemens. You know, guys like that who had just incredible careers. Um but yeah it's it's tough man. It's it's tough the world we live in now. Everyone gets judged for something. Oh yeah. It's all over. Um but another one I want to hit on, Parker. Um good talk there with the, the uh steroid using uh one is should the MLB keep the DH, do away with the DH, or just put it in both leagues? I'm in favor of putting it either in both leagues or taking it out. I don't want it one way or another.
1: I say put it in both leagues because, for the most part, that pitcher, that spot uh, in the NL is more than likely an out, and baseball kind of has a stereotype now that uh, teams don't really score many runs just because of, like, pitcher specialization now, so we might as well just put DHs in both
0: leagues. Yeah, I agree with that. I I I had talked to my dad about that one point. I forget the first time they actually implemented the DH in baseball. Can't remember when it was. I wish I had it up here, but um, I think it's a good idea to do it in both leagues as well. Because, like you said, Parker, I mean, you come up in a situation where you know, late in the game, seventh inning, your pitcher's cruising, man, but his his spots do up, and it's only a, it's a one run ball game. If you have the DH. Your pitcher won't hit, so he he can just sit and rest the whole entire game, still throw his, you know, CG, his complete out his, his, his outing, do his thing, and not have to worry about going up to the plate and swing a bat or get pinch hit for. Yep. But what what I will say is, is there there's a – it seems to me that there's more guys now, I think, in the league as pitchers who can actually hit the ball fairly well. Yeah,
1: and you could just do what the Angels do with Otani. You can DH him since there will be the DH spot every day now in the NL and then have him pitch that every fifth day.
0: Right. Um, or, interesting enough, though, Parker, what what situation could you see maybe them leaning towards just taking it out? I don't think they will, but would that ever be a question maybe? Um, no, I don't feel like that anymore because isn't it all of college baseball? They do the DH now, yeah, right? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's just too much in favor of everybody doing the DH that I don't feel like under any circumstance they just go oh well let's get rid of the DH completely. There's been too much of a um, a wave of momentum towards just everybody
0: DHing. And I mean, you, and you you look at a guy like uh, David Ortiz. I mean, he made a living in that DH spot, man. I mean, yeah, he played first base for a long time, but I mean, he lived in the DH spot, made a made a killing just smacking balls out of the ballpark on a daily basis. And right. I mean, and guys like in the NL who I can think of a team, you know, a lot of teams in the NL who would benefit from having a guy, DH, we have a DH in the NL because, you know, you ask pitchers to do so much in a in a, in a ball game when you got the AL playing against each other and their pitchers are just going out humming seven innings and not even touching the touching a bat. Yeah, the first guy
1: that or team that pops into mind would be the Cubs, Carlos. Yeah, Schorber.
0: yeah, oh yeah, I really it from that. Oh yeah, good. I mean. It's crazy stuff. I, I think there's a lot that the league should look at, um, but I'm sure it's been looked at, but uh, hopefully they uh, figure it out because I think that's, that's when these, these playoff series is to get interesting too. We look at post-season um, you, you're, you're going to have guys late in, the, during the trade deadline before the postseason season making, making uh, trades to go get a guy to put in a DH spot to, who can get you that over that hump in the postseason. season um, So, it's 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 up in the air, but I think it's a fair debate to have.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's far down the road from happening. Well,
0: good, good, good on that. Um, let's go. Are you you, you got anything else to say about the uh, MLB, Parker? Or are you good? Uh, nope, I'm good. All right, let's go to the NFL. We had some good games this weekend. Uh, some not so good games. Um, a couple games I'm going to highlight, Parker. I'm just going to highlight two games. Is I'm going to highlight, obviously, the 12-9 victory over the Baltimore Ravens, the Browns, in overtime. Yet again, the third overtime game in the, it's during the year, and they finally prevailed against the Ravens. And I think, Parker, um, not just as a biased Browns fan, I think this th- that game showed you how tough the Browns' defense actually is because going into that game, the Ravens led the league in first downs converted on third downs and halfway and halfway through that game they were like one of six, one of eight, something like that. I mean they were struggling.
1: Wow. That's pretty impressive,
0: Nick. And um and I mean I look at a guy like Baker who the kid's just a leader. Uh he he slings the ball around the field. It's unbelievable. It's fun to watch. Um but that was a huge win for the Browns because I did hear teams that start off the season, well in their case it'd be, it would it would have been 1-3 and 1 um your, your chances of making the postseason dwindle after week five, I think. So that was a big win for them. And the division really is kind of crazy right now if you look at it. But uh, another game, another game, actually, Parker, that I was shocked at the result. I don't know about you. This is my second one I'm going to highlight is the Lions over the Packers. Oh, I picked that one right. I was so happy. Granted, I think the Lions are undefeated at home. I did not know that.
1: I saw a uh, graphic on Twitter that the Lions, the last, like, four or five years, and playing, it's uh, NFC North teams playing against other NFC North teams had the best record
0: against the rest of the division out of anybody in that division. Really? I did not hear yeah, that. Yeah, if that makes sense. That was,
1: like, in a circle I felt like I was talking. But it makes sense in my yeah. mind. Yeah, so.
0: I, I, got, I got you. I got you. I got you. Um. So, yeah, Parker, those th- those were two games that stuck out in my head this weekend. I guess I just – you know, you look at the Packers and you're just like, man, you got this guy Aaron Rodgers, but it just seems like – well, it d- didn't help Mason Crosby miss four field goals that weekend. Yeah. Uh, that that was a tough break for him. Um,
1: yeah, he's looking old. His hair was so white on the yeah. Side Oh, yeah. It does feel like he's been around for a
0: while. Definitely has. Um. Yeah, those are my two – I'm going to throw in a third one because I can. Um, the Steelers absolutely mollywopped the Falcons. Yes, yeah, so I just used the word mollywopped. The Falcons, 41-17. That's the Steelers offense we've been accustomed to seeing throughout history, right there. You know, oh, yeah. Hang 41. Defense played good, I'd say. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions looming the Falcons, though, I would say. One and four right now. Um Not looking too pretty right now, but um, the Steelers needed that win, definitely. Big-time win for the Steelers.
1: They finally gave James Conner the ball for the first time since week one. Yeah. Look what happened. Um, But, yeah, the Falcons, they better be pressing pressing the panic button right now because the NFC South is no slouch. They got the Panthers and the Saints (laughs) in front of them. It's going to be hard to catch them.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the best divisions in football, I'd say.
1: Yep, I totally agree.
0: But yeah, Parker, those are going to be my three. I'm going to highlight. So whenever you're ready, go ahead.
1: Okay, I will highlight the Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Everybody thought this was going to be the week that Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you know, you ever hear him talk? It sounds like Kermit's yeah, yeah. He, he
0: he does have a very uh, a very. I would, I'm 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 gonna say the word weird because it is kind of weird. It's strange. It's like high pitched,
1: but like groggy at the
0: same time. Have you ever heard Billy Hamilton talk? Yeah. It sounds like him, kind of. Yeah, yeah, Billy does talk weird, too. So, for, for our viewers, if you don't know what we're talking about, go Google a video of Billy Hamilton after, after a game, a press conference, or an interview, I should say, and then go Google Patrick Mahomes' press conferences, is, and then start them at the same time when they're talking, and I guarantee you'll hear the same noise. Um, but, yeah, the Chiefs won that one pretty
1: handily, to 14 And we kind of saw shades of old Blake Bortles in that one. He really struggled against that Chiefs defense, who people were talking about wasn't really elite
0: in the league. No, not at they all.
1: Up. They really
0: well. Yeah, and if you look at some of the throws that Bortles made, it was just like kind of a head scratcher. I mean, he threw a ball into his offensive line's helmet. Don't know where the ball was intended to be at. But he just looked lost. I mean, he really did.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a believer in Bortles, so I kind of hope it doesn't continue, but I could definitely see it continue a landslide. I mean, the Texans are looking up. I, I, I'm just going to go on to my next game. I don't want to get too far into
0: things. <laughs> good choice. Good choice.
1: Uh, Vikings and Eagles. Uh, Vikings won 21 I felt like they really needed that win. Uh, Really, both teams needed a win in that one. Oh, yeah. It kind of seems like they're struggling compared to how they played last year. And you, people talking about now, ooh, the Eagles are in trouble. I would make the argument that they're perfectly fine
0: because who is going to take that division from them right now? Yeah.
1: Not the, not the Redskins.
0: I it's thought. Scott. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, it's
1: not the Cowboys, and it's sure as heck not the Giants.
0: Yeah, I'd say I'd say I say people are overreacting to the Eagles um being 2 and 3 right now with that division because the Giants they're they're lost cuz I mean their wide receiver just came out and absolutely obliterated his own quarterback this weekend. Um yeah. that game last night against Washington in uh, da- uh yeah, Washington and New Orleans, uh Washington looked like shit the whole entire game. Uh Alex Smith looked horrible. Um and Dallas you, you just don't. You just don't know what team's going to show up each week. Each one week they can give the, give Zeke the ball twenty five times they'll win. Close to thirty times. The next week they'll give him ten touches and they'll lose. So I mean, and now you got Jerry Jones coming out and saying, you know, bashing his head coach, saying, "Ah, we should have went for it on fourth down there." I don't. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, which is why I, I'm a big believer in managers manage, coaches coach. Man, just let the coach do his thing. I mean, geez, yeah. out. But. Uh, I did hear something interesting this morning, though. I know you saw my tweet because I get tired of hearing them talk about the Cowboys all the time. Is if you think about, it, there's probably a whole, there's not a whole lot of coaches in the league who're going to want to come coach for Dallas because they have that Jerry Jones who's always in their ear all the yeah. time. And the only guy that seems like not be afraid of Jerry Jones or doesn't show it or who who takes his crap all the time is, you know, their coach. Yeah, I think
1: Jerry likes him because he's kind of his whipping boy.
0: I mean, se- se- to Jerry's will. Seriously though, Parker, I mean, that's exactly right. Like he literally does everything Jerry wants him to do. It's uh, it's not an <laughs> ideal situation. That's for sure, and we're
1: seeing it paying out on the field every week. I mean, it was like what two years ago when they went like fourteen and two with yeah. rookie back and running back, and like they've just gotten worse since.
0: Yeah, and just going back to your point about Philly, I, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. Although, I think there is a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover going on there. But for sure, I mean, you you just got your your starting quarterback back in Carson Wentz, and you know, let him feel around the couple games, man. I mean, let's yeah, let, yeah, let's let's not let's not rush this. I mean, he just came off an ACL injury. Yeah, I mean that, that's not the easiest thing to do. But uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, that's. That's fine. That was all I had for it. Um, um, and then my last game, I was really shocked that Tennessee didn't show up to play Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I, I was very shocked in that one as well.
1: Uh, I think Josh Allen threw for like eighty-two yards, and somehow <laughs> they up winning. But
0: I'm not sold on the Tennessee Titans, man. Uh,
1: I don't know if really anybody is. They're so up and down.
0: I mean if you look at that their playoff game last year against the Chiefs you're like wow are they are they, they might be turning the corner It might yep. but uh this year just seems like you just don't know i mean Mar- uh, Mariota Mariota had 129 passing yards and eh, that's questionable uh to be honest i mean i just there's not a whole lot i can say about Tennessee besides they do have that Corey Davis the guy from i want to say he's from uh, East, uh not eastern um central Michigan, Western, Western Western Michigan. Yeah, sorry. He, yeah, row the boat. He he put up some good numbers a couple weeks ago, but just seems like not a whole lot of offense going for them. I mean, they only scored twelve points against Buffalo. Yeah, I mean it's kind of sad. Um, Actually, actually, a game I did want to ask you about is what do you think about the the Dolphins Bengals game? The Dolphins had the Bengals on their heels for the majority of that game, and then it just seemed like. Ryan Tannehill just turned a button and said, "I'm just going to throw the football to the other team." Yeah, uh, it's not the most surprising thing to happen this year, for
1: that's for sure. Uh, <clears throat> the Dolphins are finally probably going to move on from Tannehill Tana this but year.
0: But I don't think the Dolphins are that I mean, bad of a team. I, re- I no, really don't. They
1: got good pieces around him. It's just he's kind of a head case. As soon as things look up, he's kind of like
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. It's,
1: it's like a good amount of momentum going. He's all like, okay, it's time for me to crap the bed now.
0: Um, and obviously, let's highlight the big story. And last night, uh, Drew Brees becomes the all-time passing uh, leader in yards. Um, great accomplishment for the guy. Probably one of the best to do it in the league. Really not a bad thing you could say about Drew Brees.
1: Nope. Uh, one of the most, if not the most, underrated QBs of all time. I... I think he might be top five all the time.
0: I would agree with that. I would agree. I would even argue top three. Um, but we di- I did look last night. Uh, I hope he doesn't catch him. I don't think he will. But Thomas Brady is next in line who could catch him at 67. Um, Going to be a lot of work, but I don't think he can do it.
1: I think he's like 4,000-some yards behind him. If Brady plays one extra season, he might catch him, but I don't think so. If anything – I think they'll retire around the same time, probably. Yeah, you?
0: yeah, they're about they're about same age. I think it said Drew Brees was thirty nine, uh, and Tommy's forty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's unlikely, but <clears throat> I'll tell you what, Parker. I it would be a damn shame if Tom Brady broke that record. Yeah, I really I do. I want to see Brees hold
1: at least one record. I feel like he's had so many five thousand yards passing seasons. I bet it's only like two, but it used to feel like it happened every year.
0: Yeah, I think he's got. About, I think he's got about two, three more years on him. What do you think? I think he might have more than Brady.
1: I'll give him two.
0: I think um, that. I think that's just. I think that's justifiable.
1: But bringing up Brady, he also passed. He broke a record. Well, wasn't really breaking a record, but reached a milestone. He threw first 500th. I don't know if you and Tom talked about that last Thursday or not.
0: No, we did not.
1: But, yeah, two great quarterbacks, surefire Hall of Famers. I think the most impressive thing about Drew Brees' career isn't the fact that he's small when it comes to like quarterback stature. It's the fact that he took probably the most like loser franchise in the league yeah. at the time and just turned him into every year contender and eventually won a Super Bowl with him against Peyton Manning, who some would argue
0: is better than Drew Brees in the, in his career. <clears throat> right I would agree um, the stars might <clears throat> the stars might be aligning though for taking a loser program and bringing it into the right direction uh, Baker Mayfield Yep, yep. <laughs> I right, saw I throw that one out there
1: comparisons to Drew as well.
0: um he's got a long ways to go though oh yeah a lo- lot of big lot a lot of cleats to fill there um that's all I really have for NFL Parker don't really have a whole lot for that um I do know we're I do know we're getting to the midpoint of the season in the NFL where a lot of these games are going to start mattering in terms of divisions. Um, just to rattle off some division leaders: AFC East is New England, uh, AFC North is Cincinnati, um, Tennessee's in the AFC South lead. Um, but all these divisions, man, those first three, I mean, it's either tied for first or you know a game ba- a game ahead. Uh, AFC AFC West: the Chiefs are going to win that division no matter what happens. Uh, they could lose the next five games and still win that division in a row. Uh, NFC East, the the Redskins are in the lead. Um, you gotta assume that the Eagles are gonna, is going to win that one. Uh, NFC North, the Bears are in the lead there. Uh, so that one's still up for grabs. NFC South, the Saints are four and one. Carolina's three and one. Uh, that one's very much still up for grabs. And the NFC the NFC West is the NFC West and the uh, AFC West are two divisions where it's pretty much clear as day. The Rams are going to win the NFC West and the chiefs are going to win the AFC West. Cause there's not teams behind them who are even going to compete, uh, for and anything.
1: I think I could argue that half of the divisions in the NFL are already. It's, it's done. I mean, the Patriots are going to win the East. We know that <coughs> more than likely the Jaguars are probably going to win the South. Then you said the chiefs and the Rams, but every other division, um, the NFC South, Saints, Panthers, NFC North is like a three.
0: Well, man, after the Lions winning this week, it's probably the whole division. Happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes Bears. Bears had a bye week, so they're, they're three and one still. And it goes Green Bay and then Minnesota tied at the same record. So, And then and then Detroit two and three. So, I mean, that's a toss-up. I don't think the Bears are going to win that division, obviously. But, uh, I don't know. Hell, it could be the Lions. I, hell, it could be the Lions. I don't know. That, never um, know.
1: Yeah, NFC East, it's like three team race. I ain't gonna put the Giants even close to that conversation. They're such a mess. And then the AFC North, I think any one of those teams could win the division. And that's right, Nick, even including your brownies.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a chance. I mean, there's a chance two two and one, oh, two two and one sitting there sitting sitting in the middle of the pack. I'll take it. I will take it. Um, but let's let's move on to college football because we spent a lot of time on the first two topics. Um, big upset this weekend. Uh, Longhorns, are they back? Oh yeah, all the way. They're ninth overall now in the AP poll, which I know a lot of people don't like the AP poll, but I hate the AP poll.
1: It's a nice little measuring stick to see where some quote experts think the teams are.
0: Yeah, I like how you put that in quotes. Um, yeah. But yeah, going off that though, Parker, inter- interestingly, interestingly enough, uh, Oklahoma fired their defensive coordinator, uh, which is. A relative of the man Obviously. that used to coach the team, yeah. Bades Stoops.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a little shocking. I mean, you're midway through the season, but
0: I mean, um, I was I was talking to my brother the other night about that. I go, that's like a that's like an NFL move you do halfway through the season. Not you don't really see that in college. Yeah, <coughs> just interesting. Want,
1: I'm not an Oklahoma expert, so maybe their defense has been pretty bad, but. It seems kind <laughs>
0: Overreaction by the program. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Uh, Big Twelve, not a whole lot of defense. Um, LSU got uh, got beat this week. I got upset. I'm say upset against Florida at, at in the swamp. Uh, I called this game. I called that game. By the way, uh, Florida was gonna upset. Um, I don't know. I still think is a decent program. I think Joe Joe Burrows is still their answer. I do not like. I, it's not like I don't like him. Uh, but Coach O, I don't think he's like a. I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's a decent coach, good coach, I would say. But I don't think he's a coach. He's that's going to coach you to a uh, a national championship. I I just I don't see it.
1: Yeah, he's not a great X's and I, I's, and X's and O's type of guy. But he gets his dudes fired up. I think that's what his role
0: kind of is. Can they can they understand him? do You think? Dude, I can't. <clears throat> or just like a bunch of just bunch of mumbo-jumbo in the locker room. They're like, okay, I kind of agree. It's almost like that coach off of uh, um, Waterboy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just like, yeah, what he said, you know. Um, A couple other games, Parker, that kind of were head scratchers. Um, Michigan State lost at home against Northwestern? Really?
1: I mean, Northwestern has played every game on their schedule close, except
0: for – I mean, they lost to Akron.
1: Oh yeah, and Akron
0: beat them. I mean, uh, dude,
1: just the whole Big Ten, except for like Ohio State and Penn State, are
0: kind of it's a train. It's a train What'd wreck. What'd you say? I said it's a train wreck.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: Um, but yeah, that was a. I just, and I'll agree. Northwestern has played a lot, all their games close this year. They've lost, you know, some that they shouldn't have, shouldn't have lost. But, um, that to me is just kind of questioning the you know Michigan State Spartans cuz they're not really helping their cause in the Big 10 at all and they're not ranked anymore so you know you look at teams that are going to play them late in the season for resume boosters to the college football playoff it looks horrible um yeah. but other than that I don't really have any other ones except for Miami Florida at almost losing against Florida State at home Florida State was up 27 I think to nothing at one point And they lost twenty seven to twenty eight. That's like that game to me is like the. That's like the theme of Florida State as we know them right now.
1: Yeah, I understand, shock, Uh, and I was initially too. But even when Michigan was like terrible a few years ago, uh, they still played Ohio State close when. We were pretty decent, and it's just like it's just what happens with big-time rivalries in college football. It's like adrenaline, or I don't even know, but it seems like those rivals, no matter what the state of the program at the time, they end up playing each other
0: close. Oh yeah. Um, you got any other games, Parker, that you saw this weekend that uh, you did or didn't like, or you're kind of shocked?
1: Kentucky lost
0: to Texas A&M. Yeah, that one. Uh, I did not um, pick that one. I didn't even pick that one. I I just didn't even look at it. But I think uh, yeah. I think Kentucky and all their all their eliteness caught up to them at some point during the weekend. Yeah. Granted, I mean that that's a tough place. That's a tough place to play at. Yeah. Um, I mean it was still close. It wasn't that they got beat pretty bad? But I don't think Texas A and M is that great of a football program. Right no. now, right now at least. Um, Notre Dame and Virginia Tech were pretty close. <laughs> For a while, and then Notre Dame pulled away. Yeah, um, that's the other question I want to ask you, Parker. Uh, if you if you want to highlight some more games, go ahead. But I want to ask ask you about the the rankings that might come out in a month. No,
1: I think that's it. I think that's all I got,
0: except for Stanford laying an egg at home against Utah. But we'll leave that one to the wayside.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <clears throat> when it comes to rankings, Parker, um, there are let's see. Let's see how many undefeated we have. We have Alabama, Georgia, OSU, Clemson, Notre Dame, and West Virginia. And UCF. UCF. And and Colorado. Okay. You can throw those guys in there if you want. Yippee-doo.
1: Shout out our Cincy buds.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cincy forgot about TJ. Yeah. They're 25th. Broke the pool. Broke the pool. For the first, I wonder for the first time in how many years that is.
1: Um, would it be since the Brian Kelly era or does it feel like more recently they have been?
0: Um, I want to say it's probably been Brian Kelly era era, but, uh, Uh, also also one, two, three notables that did get in the rankings this year that were not ranked last week, Texas A&M. They love the sec. Um, USF got in and Mississippi state got back in. So basically saying, Oh SEC teams won this weekend. Let's put them back in the in, in the top twenty five. Yeah, that's so annoying to me. Um, but well, they did get Auburn. right, um, yeah, okay, that, that's time. understandable. But um, going back to my original question, there's one, two, three, four, five, like six teams there that seven, including UCF, in the top ten that are that are that are unbeaten. Um, one that's unbeaten that's not in a conference. Obviously, you gotta assume Pac-12 out at this point. Uh, I know Washington has five and one record right now, but it looks like that the Pac-12 won't get a Pac-12 team in if they were to not win out. I think uh, indefinitely. Um, but what does the committee do with an, un, uh, an unbeaten Notre Dame who could possibly, and I think, who could win out the rest of their games? I think they put them in. I, I think. I think there's no question. You have to um, just because you know some of their key games. Granted, I will say they, they, they beat two ranked teams at home. They only have one true road win, um, but still a decent road win against Vod tough environment. Um, and I think talking to Tom last week, if there's one thing the committee has shown us throughout history is uh, um, conference champions don't really matter. Yeah. Uh, it's basically based off of your strength of schedule, who you played, what week you played them, and, and then obviously I test. I think they'll never admit it, but I think a big part of it is uh, potential TV ratings. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, look at last year. I mean, we want, we wanted to see the rematch of Clemson-Alabama. We got it. That game was horrible, though. I'm sure a lot of people tuned in, though. Yeah. Um, we got an SEC, SEC championship. I mean, I'm sure that those ratings were bonkers down in SEC country. Um, and I didn't even think the, the Oklahoma and Georgia game got a lot of ratings. Um, yeah, that was a great game, though, too. Um, so, I mean, definitely it's a moneymaker, Parker. But I think if there's a team that, you do, you, that I can see that there's going to be a falling out with is it could be Clemson. Um, yeah. Just by the sheer fact that you have a freshman quarterback who hasn't really experienced a whole lot of this toughness late in the season – and, you know, being brand new, I would say, to the college football playoff, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy getting in. You got to win your conference. Granted, they do play in the ACC, which sucks. Um, the next best team in the ACC would be NC State. That's undefeated uh, based off of how they rank those uh, division conference-wise in their division. But um, I think right now that there's a sure, a sure three, and that's Alabama, OSU, and Georgia. I think your your fourth one could vary a lot, depending on how you look at it. Um, you could throw in West Virginia, to Sneak in if
1: somehow they beat. They still got a gauntlet to go through. Yeah. That. Oh yeah.
0: And I think that game that's going to come down to them as their last game of the year against Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, Grand Oklahoma had that has that one loss to Texas, but uh, if you are West Virginia, you have to be rooting for Oklahoma the rest of the season for that game to be a marquee game to get you in, possibly. I only think three teams are going to go undefeated. I think
1: it's going to end up being Bama, who's are just like historically great and have been for years. Ohio State, because not only are they great, but the rest of the conference is hot garbage. And then Notre Dame, whose schedule to end the season looks a little bit easier than previously thought if you looked at the schedule to start this year. Now that we know what we know about the teams that they have to face,
0: Right, and I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna ask you another question, if you don't mind. Go ahead, bud. If there's a game that Alabama could lose, and I'm saying they 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 could lose the game, and I don't, I honestly don't know at this point. Um, just because looking at their schedule, I still, I still don't think their schedule is that great. I mean, they played Louisville, Arkansas State, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, uh, the Raging Cajuns against uh, Louisiana, Arkansas. They have Missouri. They're at Tennessee. Those should be wins. But at LSU and at Auburn, and they play home against Mississippi State, um, besides the Citadel, what other game could they could they hiccup against, maybe?
1: Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, the mean, Iron they Bowl. State at home, which last year they played them close. But, you know, Nick Saban isn't going to uh, about lose to the same team twice. Auburn's at home. They – they lost to Auburn last year, didn't they? Or yeah. Or did
0: they win that one? No, they lost. Yeah, they lost because they were on the outside looking in last year.
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen two times in a row at home. So I think LSU always plays them close. It feels like whether it's at Alabama or at uh, Baton Rouge, Um, I don't know. It just feels like that's about the best chance, but I still don't give LSU that good of a chance of winning that.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't, I don't even know if they came out with a, uh, a number for that game. But – uh I do think though Parker, Georgia could slip up though I do think Georgia could be one to look look from the outside in they still gotta play at l s u which is this week um then they gotta play at home against Florida, who Florida's looking better it seems like based off eye tests throughout the throughout the week and then they play at u k which I don't know I don't know which u k team's gonna come out that game, but um and then they gotta play at home against Auburn so I think there's a chance that Georgia won't get in the playoff, possibly.
1: Yeah, I, I totally
0: agree. Which then which then opens up the question back up to a Pac-12 getting in again.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Washington wins out, plays, uh, they probably end up playing like Utah or USC in the Pac-12 championship, which really isn't anything to write home about. But if you go undefeated in your conference, if people continue to fall off that are ahead of them, I don't see why... They want
0: to get in. Yeah, I just think it would be really sad to see a maybe one or two lost Georgia Bulldog team get in over a one-loss one loss Pac-12. But you look at divisions, you're going to pick the SEC all day over the Pac-12. Yep. For sure. Um, but that's really all I got, Parker, for this weekend in college football, um, other than the Buckeyes having to clean up their defense. But um, not a whole lot that I wanted to chat about in college football. I don't know. It just seemed kind of dead. Yeah,
1: and it, like like I said uh before we started the podcast, this week's going to be dead as well. There's not many good games that
0: are going to be on. Yeah, I mean we're going to have a game in Ohio or not Ohio, State in uh Michigan, Wisconsin, but that might be the first one to 21 wins. Yeah. Cuz I think last year that game was kind of lopsided back and forth at was in Madison.
1: Yeah, it just feels like over years past, we get like two or three games throughout the course of the season (coughs) that would be top five matchups in the regular season, and this year, I don't think we're getting any until like conference championships,
0: maybe. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, the SEC is going to pound on each other the next three, four weeks, so everyone's happy. Um, but yeah. that's that's all I got for tonight, Parker. Uh, anything you gotta say? Do it now. Oh, um, McGregor fight. What? Forgot, forgot about that one? Yeah, that was pretty nuts. Throwing some U uh, UFC in there.
1: Yeah, um, I honestly thought McGregor was gonna win.
0: He already I, he already called for the rematch. Yep,
1: yeah, I I understand. Uh, <laughs> I now understand why people were picking Khabib. He's a stud. And I think the rematch will happen, but I think it'll be a couple years down the road because we're not really sure what is going to happen with Khabib now. Like the Nevada State, I don't even know, board has to check out what happened. Dude, the thing is, if that was Ron Artest, well, it was Ron Artest. He got suspended
0: and everything. Khabib should get suspended. Yeah. You need to learn to like, you got to reel your
1: emotions in. And everyone's like, ooh, Conor said all this crap. How does he not get in trouble? Yeah, but that's just like that's the showmanship of whether it's boxing or MMA. It's just a part of it. You have to learn to reel in your emotions.
0: Yeah, I mean, right when that right when I saw that on my Twitter feed that that happened, I immediately went to the Malice in the Palace. Yeah. Um, where literally run our tests. If you're not familiar with it, um. Ron Artest literally went into the stands and just decked a fan. I mean, it was one of the most comical slash crazy things that ever happened, I think, in a sporting event. And I think this one might top that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, like, I get that Khabib just went after one of Connor's uh, trainer guys, one of the guys he trains with. But what if he had accidentally hit just a bystander? Because that could have easily happened.
0: Oh, yeah. There were uh, more than 25 people around them at that moment
1: yeah so and then you got guys jumping in the ring uh, you know yeah. the guy uh, in the red who jumped behind Connor and sucker punched him who was um it? the guy in the red shirt who jumped up in the in the cage yeah
0: yeah i saw that
1: um i guess he's a usc fighter as well he's one of Khabib's partners he's like 18 and 4 18 and 2 in his career
0: really i so, didn't hear that
1: it wasn't just a regular guy. Yeah,
0: Oh, to, which I thought it was at first. Let me yeah, be honest. Was, I thought anyway, it was.
1: That's what I thought until like five hours ago. I saw it on Twitter.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But um, we're going to end our podcast tonight on that note. Um, if you're a McGregor fan, sorry. If you're a Khabib fan, um, good for you. Um, staged. Yeah, very staged. I would agree with that. Staged. <laughs> no, I was just messing. But uh, no, you weren't. No. Um, but thank you for joining us tonight on this beautiful Tuesday. Uh, It's hot muggy. Uh, Hopefully you're staying cool. Uh, Join us on Thursday for our, our pickums thinking about bringing a celebrity guest, pick 'em in for Thursday. We'll see Uh, working out the kinks here, Um, but that's going to end our show tonight. I want you guys to have a beautiful night. Follow us on anchor, follow us on Twitter. Uh, The podcasts are uh, posted directly after the cast. So have a great night, everybody.
1: Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time.